This is the uh, forum on the um, endowment program of the Apostolic Christian Church Foundation. What we want to do this afternoon is uh, take just a few minutes to tell you about some of the functions of the foundation and then to uh, focus specifically on the endowment program. Um, I thought that it would be good for us to review some of the functions of the foundation primarily because uh, of the good things that the foundation is involved in for the benefit of the churches. The very first purpose of the foundation is evangelization. And uh, this slide and the information is directly from uh, uh, our literature to create and maintain funds for the purpose of spreading the gospel in the United States and in other countries based upon the word of God and built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So the primary purpose of the foundation is evangelization. Secondly, and one that I think has been very important in the church's development, it has been visitation. To provide the needed visitation by church workers in the churches and for isolated members and where possible to establish new churches. Uh, primarily in the eastern half of the United States uh, with the Eastern Conference, there's a fairly elaborate schedule of visitation where ministers and we encourage Bible class teachers too uh, to visit uh, the various churches and to share the pulpit with uh, brothers from other uh, of our apostolic Christian churches. So visitation is a second purpose of the foundation. Thirdly is service to provide exhortation and help in the churches as needed for the awakening and renewing of interest in the work of the Lord. Fourth is education and publications to provide the necessary collaboration and assistance among the churches for the selection and preparation of Bible school materials, including the financing, publication, and distribution of proper and necessary literature. Uh, everybody here should be getting a Apostolic Christian Church Foundation directory. That is probably the main publication that is put out uh, by the foundation that lists the various churches, their locations, um, their hours of services, a number of members, uh, ministers and elders addresses, the ACC representative, and so on. Church buildings, another purpose of the foundation is to investigate the needs, to advise and to assist in the procurement of church buildings and other needed facilities. Uh, churches that have recently used this have been um, North Phoenix, West Akron, most recently. Uh, Tremont used it, and there have been a number of churches over the years that have used it. Its primary means is through the revolving building fund. And the way that works is a church essentially makes an application. Um, the application is uh, typically approved for uh, the monies that they ask for up to about a third of our total and then that money is lent to them interest-free for the first year and if they need to keep it a second year um, it is at uh, just a two percent below the prime rate thanks Jimmy 
representation. Uh, each year, the Apostolic Christian Church Foundation has a foundation meeting, and uh, at that meeting, the trustees from the various districts around the United States, of which there are nine, United States and Canada, uh, and those trustees represent the churches with, and they're the voting members of the foundation itself, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. The representatives each church has a representative that receives literature, notification of, uh, say, special collections uh, for emergency situations or what have you, and most of that is coordinated uh, through the foundation. Uh, one of the recent things that had taken place was uh, aid for the tsunami victims in the Far East. Uh, that was coordinated through the foundation, and people could send their money to the foundation in Richmond and then that money would be forwarded on to, uh, I believe it was with the Mennonites, uh, for distribution. Representation, uh, they represent the churches as a service organization uh, regarding the legal or governmental matters which arise, committees. Establish committees, the foundation establishes committee for the purpose of promoting the purposes and the objects of the corporation in different parts of the United States and other countries. And I'll say more about those committees in a moment. And then uh, number eight, to solicit and disperse funds for the purpose of aiding the needy and the distressed in the United States and uh, the other countries. And the, again, the tsunami would be an example of aid too. The um, church foundation can be viewed as having two parts, an organizational structure within the Apostolic Christian Church of North America and the internal structure of the foundation itself. So it's essentially the legal entity of our church, but it also acknowledges its spiritual responsibility. And then within the denomination, uh, relationships also have a spiritual component and Biblical conduct as well as mutual understanding, cooperation, and submission form the building blocks of the work. So we work cooperatively with the two conferences uh, toward uh, mutually beneficial uh, goals where that's possible uh, to promote the service, the aid, um, uh, the buildings, and so on. And uh, the primary one, of course, being the uh, evangelization. Some additional information to better address the individual needs uh, that these committees have been formed and a committee is chaired by a trustee brother. General participation by the membership at large is encouraged in the activities of each of the committees. Some uh, information on the organization of the foundation. Now, this is a bit dated, but it's essentially, I think, correct for the most part. Uh, the church membership uh, in the... Um, rectangle in the middle there. The elders, of course, serve as advisors. You have the Elder Planning Committee for the Eastern Conference and the Elder Committee, the EC, for the other conference, both of whom serve as um, oversight elders for this organization. And then there are the uh, um, officers and the trustees, the executive director represented by Brother Jimmy here, and you can see very briefly uh, the committees that um, are indicated. 
there's a president, a vice president, and a secretary treasurer of the um, foundation. Uh, Brother Jeff Dudlitz has served as the president for the last nine years? Something like that. It's been a number of years, well, seven years. Um, I have been the vice president, and um, secretary is uh, treasurer. His sister uh, Jan has served in uh, that function. And you see some of the committees there, domestic action projects, the DAP, and uh, so on. Uh, Brother Jimmy serves as the executive director. Um, the committees themselves, uh, there's an Argentina committee, uh, the Bible class lessons that is uh, responsible for preparing the Bible class lessons, updating those. We've switched from the paper mode to uh, electronic means, and all of that has to be kept up to date because each year the Sunday falls on a different date, and so that has to be um, um, edited and made available via the Internet. Publications, as I indicated, is primarily the directory that uh, is sent to each uh, member of the church. Domestic action and, and the newsletter, I'm sorry. Jeff? Yeah, Brother Gary is here this week. Gary deals with the Bible class lessons, and he maintains all of that on the computer and updates it and corrects it, etc. So it's a real uh, nice way of getting the information out to people who use that, uh, those materials. Uh, domestic action and projects, um, that's the recent youth choir. Um, the funds and that whole process was coordinated through uh, DAP. Domestic disaster relief, that is uh, dealt with out of Mansfield. Um, typically there's cooperation with the Red Cross or the Salvation Army when there is a uh, disaster, typically within the United States here, uh, whether it's down in Florida or in West Virginia or the South. Uh, they go in and provide a variety of uh, supplies typically for cleanup and uh, um, other staples that uh, are necessary to get people back on their feet. European relief is uh, uh, indicated uh, there too. Uh, Yugoslavia relief uh, is the last one that's shown there. ICFG, the actual largest committee and the one that has the most funds going through it is the missionary committee. Any idea how much of the foundation, how much of the money that comes into the foundation actually goes out through the missionary committee? 80%? I believe it's more than that. It's probably closer to 90%. And almost all of that money that comes in is designated for missionaries for their continual support. And on the back of the newsletter uh, that's also published by the foundation, uh, it indicates all of the missionaries and one can just simply mark uh, the area that they would like the money to go. And as much as possible, certainly for the missionaries, all of that money then is uh, designated for that purpose. Other monies that come in are uh, as
as much as possible used in the function that people designated. So if they say, use our donation for the general fund, it goes into the administrative costs uh, associated with getting the newsletter out, with um, the various other uh, upkeep and maintenance administrative things, paper, photocopy, postage, uh, newsletter printing, and uh, those kinds of things. In recent years, uh, we've, we've had difficulty uh, kind of maintaining the general fund because people, you know, it's a lot nicer, a lot easier to get excited about orphaned children that we saw in the video on Wednesday morning and giving money for their support than it is to uh, support uh, or to give money to provide postage to get the newsletters out or to um, buy uh, supplies for the photocopy machine or software for the computer. And so those are harder kinds of things to raise money for. And so typically what happens is that money that comes in designated for the general fund is used for that purpose or the area where it's, you can also designate where needed most and oftentimes where it's needed most is not for the missionaries because that support typically comes in fairly regularly. It's in those uh, general fund uh, areas. I want to talk a bit about the uh, endowment program itself. Um, this quote from Revelation 14, the latter part of it talks about that, that they may rest from their labors, that when we are gone, we're told, and their works do follow them. And uh, not only do we go on to our reward and what works that we've done follow us, and as we heard in the sermon earlier this week, they have some impact on judgment issues of Christians. But also, um, works on this earth can continue beyond one's own lifetime. First of all, what is an endowment? Well, it's a fund which retains its principle. So money is bestowed or given to an endowment fund, and that money is set aside for the purpose of being invested for a long-term return. So money that might be given to the missionaries, for example, currently, comes into the foundation, and within a matter of weeks, that money is then distributed or sent to the, it's accessed by the missionary committee, and then it's distributed to the various missionaries. So that's money in and money out, and 90% of the money that comes in is dealt with in that fashion. It, it comes in, and it is sent to where it is designated. The endowment fund, on the other hand, that money would be saved within the foundation itself, and that money would be invested. And the interest on the fund is allocated to the Lord's work. So the principle remains the same. And we've even, we've to account for inflation and so on, some of the interest will actually be put back into principle so it keeps up with inflation and so the fund actually grows uh, on its own. And it's a way of continually giving. 
that even after one is gone and, and has uh, received their reward, heavenly reward, so to speak, the monies that had been given earlier can still continue to grow as a part of the principle of the endowment fund. This is somewhat of the history of the fund. The actual idea started in 1996 and with various oh, starts and spurts and hiccups, it really wasn't until 2002 that things actually got off the ground. And uh, by within a year, there was $300,000 within this fund. And within another year, there was over another $110,000 added to it. So at the end of 2004, there was $440,000 in this fund. And Jimmy, what's the um, current uh, value that's higher than that now? Is that correct? Okay, so there was there was another thirty. Another $30,000 was sent in in the past six or seven months uh, that we received, so it's up to uh, just shy of $500,000. As you can see, the start was fairly slow, but within the last couple of years, uh, the growth has been fairly nice, and the idea, of course, is to make that and to continue that uh, to grow uh, even further. Taking the figures that we had in the previous slide at $440,000, the monies have been invested in a program uh, through Wachovia Securities. Uh, there is a group of mutual funds, I believe they all are, of about, there's probably about a dozen of them, that, and that is invested in various funds associated with the endowment program and uh, you, you don't put it all in one fund because depending on what happens to the economy and so on, uh, it's best to have it spread over uh, some different funds. If, for example, this money from this past year, the 440000 in 2005, if it were to receive 7%, that would be over $30,000 interest that is generated just for this year and then that money would be distributed by the trustees. Some of that would go into back into the endowment fund itself. The rest of it would be um, distributed uh, by the trustees according to uh, the wishes of the giver. And so what we're going to try to do is to distribute the funds indeed according as a person give them, gives them. So, if there are four different programs that a person might like, and they might say, I'd like 30% to go to CLM and 30% of the interest associated with what I have given going to um, GOTM and 20% for uh, domestic action and programs and another 20% for the general fund, the money, the interest then would be distributed um, according to that uh, system. Again, this is probably, I think, what has been done thus far is the interest that has been generated up to this point, I believe, is essentially being plowed back into the 
funds themselves, right? Until we work out the guidelines for how this is going to be done. Pardon? Yes, nothing has been pulled out since uh, this investment with Wachovia Securities, which I believe was done at the first of the year. Typically, um, endowment considerations uh, come from estate planning when a person is, or a couple, a family, might be considering what to do with the monies and properties that have amassed over a person's lifetime. Um, obviously, uh, people typically take care of their children and their families. Um, we are asking and hoping that people will consider uh, the work of the church in making that designation also. And so it is not unusual for people to designate a portion of their estate um, and that that be given to the foundation for missionary purposes or whatever other um, uh, program that the foundation supports. Um, so inheritance, it can be done with that. When one receives an inheritance, uh, a chunk of that money can be given for that purpose. Uh, the tax liability issue, um, Money can be given, uh, again, to avoid paying additional taxes, and there are benefits of doing that sort of thing even prior to uh, having one's estate all in order or settling that after the death of somebody. Um, tax refunds can be sent. There are a variety of ways to do it. I even say that even contributions toward this would uh, do very nicely in terms of just contributing to uh, the endowment program. Because it is something that is more future-oriented, it's not just given now and spent now. And there's a good portion of the Lord's work, of course, that works that way. Missionaries have to be taken care of, and the children have to be uh, taken care of, and, and the funds provided for that. But uh, this is a program that will allow people to give and to have that giving continue. So if you give $100, that $100 will continue to be $100 and will continue working as long as this program exists. And so the interest on that, some of it will be plowed back into the $100, and it may be, if it were 7%, it would, what, receive $7 of interest, one or two of those dollars may go back into the program and the other five or six dollars then would be designated for wherever. And that would continue as long as this program continues. So it's a way of giving that continues to give. Even if you only give once, it continues to give on out into the future. And the neat thing about it is also that if a younger person were to do that early in their life, the compounding that results from all of that is really phenomenal. I mean, it's nice to get it in, in the lump sums and the estate planning, and of course that's where most of what we have received has come from thus far, where people have left uh, their uh, estate or a portion of their estate uh, for the work of the church. 
And this is a way to ensure that that will happen. That's really all I have to present. Um, there may be questions. Uh, Jimmy is here and Jeff is here, uh, who also know a great deal about this too, probably more than I do. Renee, you had a question. Okay, how does this affect the Canadians, if at all? Yeah, Revenue Canada is different. Um, there would be no problem in getting the money actually over here. The real issue becomes the tax liability from Canada. And what's the benefit to them? The tax benefit to them. And, and the Canadians have had to, as you're probably well aware, set up a system through which monies can be d sent to their counterpart of our foundation and then that money sent to the foundation through that means. Because Canadian money coming to the United States and then having no control over it once it gets here, Canada has a problem with giving tax deductions to their people for money that is sent outside of the country. And we're outside of the country here. If he's not, uh, he was, I think, involved in the, in the founding of that. We'll make a note of that and check and see if we can't get some clarification on that. But there should be a way of doing that. Bob. Yeah, that's, it's really that simple. There is a, uh, on the form on the back of the newsletter, there's a section there that has for all the various places one can give, and if I'm not mistaken, and I don't have one with me, um, there's a section there that says endowment, and you just simply check the box and um, send your money, and it'll go into the program that simply. Um, Go ahead, Jim. We have several, and I say several, by that more than one, uh, people who have given us their wills, and when they pass on, we will be the recipient of what you have in it. If you need to, like if you want to donate stock or something, instead of selling your stock, you, you call. We've got a number that we work through October Security. You, Go through there, you get the dividend, you get the credit for the complete donation of the stock, then we get it and they don't, you don't lose any, you don't get capital gains on it. You, can, you don't have to sell your stock. You sell your stock and then donate us the proceeds, you got to pay capital gains. You go this way, you don't pay any capital gains, you get 100% deduction for the donation. It's a number where you transfer 
the stock goes to October, then it comes down to us. We also had, we have property there that was donated to us. See how many acres we have? It's 80, it's about 40 acres. I think 40 is American acres. It's different over there yeah. in Puerto Rico. So we have 40 acres in Puerto Rico. I think it's around 40, 41 acres. The church camp there? Yeah, southern camp. When, when, he, when we got it, the road didn't quite go that far. <laughs> I think the road's getting there. Well, it's, it's up in a mountain. It's not the first time we've had. We had a brother in Portland donate us land before, mm -hmm. and we kept it and then sold it, made some money off of it. Yeah, we're not in the business of owning land as such, and so whatever is given for that purpose in the past has essentially been sold off. And typically waiting for perhaps a few years until rates go up and then, you know, or the land becomes more valuable and uh, sell it, uh, you know, at hopefully at a higher price. Yeah, essentially what happens there is that the, the uh, we'll call it the interest just to keep it real simple here, the money that results from that money that's invested is what, pro what provides the scholarship. It's not the actual principle. So if a scholarship would be set up, uh, uh, let's say money was given to the tune of, let's say, $100,000 for a scholarship at a university, and they were getting 7% on that, that would be what? $7,000. They would use that $7,000 each year for that scholarship. But the $100,000 that was originally donated and set aside for that scholarship remains intact. It cannot, I, legally trustees of nonprofit organizations can designate the money be used however they choose to use it. So when a donation is made, technically it goes to where the trustees want to put it. Now, it is not good practice, obviously, to take money that it's given for one purpose and using it for something else. And it would be only under extreme circumstances, even in the foundation, that that would be done. Money that is designated for missionaries, that only goes to missionaries. And it stays there. I mean, we're very diligent about that. We do not take any money off for overhead. 100% of a $100 donation that goes to the missionaries, all $100 go to the missionaries. We don't keep out 2% or 5% for administrative costs. There is cost associated with transferring money for record keeping and computers and photocopies and you name it, all of the things that add up into that. We do not take anything off of that. And as I say, in the past few years, that's been a problem because you need money to support 
these programs. It could be, but and and that's a that's a possibility. Although I would, how would you sell? How would I convince you that you should give ten thousand dollars so we can get seven hundred dollars a year to pay postage and to publish one month's worth of the. Um, You're right. That that can be done that way, and that's one way to do it. But it, it doesn't excite people to give money for administrative purposes. I struggle with that discussion. Like every every annual meeting, right? We, we, it seems like it's a stumbling block when you talk about what's legal. There is not a single uh, organization that that like. A nonprofit organization that can legally put the money where the donator asks it for, to go. That's against the law. How how do we handle that? We just do it. <laughs> like legally, you're you're supposed to put on a forms. You see a lot of these. They put on forms on not to on a check. Don't write on a check where you want the money to go attach a piece of paper to it, and I think we see this a lot. That's the law. So that's why we're talking about what, what's, what you can do and what you can't do. How we actually function is we take your recommendation, and that's where we send the money. You want it to go to feeling, we give everything to it. And that, that's how we do it. And it's been done since the beginning of the foundation, since 1952. 52, we are continuing to do it. So, but we, we stumble on that discussion every time. What has, the, what has the administrative cost run out of money? Have they been... Oh, oh yes. We, Third, we yeah. used to have a, like a, some money left over, and that has gone down. We used, our expenses have exceeded what our income has been for the administrative cost. Over it seems years. to me it would be the responsibility of the trustees to see to it that that does not happen. Regardless of work, when someone sends in hundred dollars to go to the uh, endowment plan, and they said use it to invest or wherever, however they would that, um, I don't see where there would be any problem for the trustee to say we need money here. This is where this is going to go. And it's administrative cost. We I will do that if we have to, but we haven't had to do that. No, we've not really had to do We've just been send, sending out request letters. So we, we, we would definitely. And we've toyed with the idea of taking um, a percentage of everything that comes in 
maybe take 2% off, off the top of everything. And well, I don't remember the actual figures. We can figure it out. It's about a million three. It's about 5%. It's about 5%. Well, it's roughly 5%. And if you wanted your $100 to go to the missionary, you would literally have to give $105 in order to assure that the missionary got their $100. We've really tried to avoid that because we know that I mean, people don't want to give that way. They'll give their $100 thinking that they've given the missionary $100 when only 95 is actually going to get there. We've considered the idea of using you know, a visa card, uh, making it easy for people to give on a monthly basis, but then you've got a 2 to 3% transaction fee. Do we pay that? Should you pay that? Well, we would probably pay it, but we don't have money to pay what we got now, and if we start doing that, you know, and then it's not 100% of, of your money is going to where you designate it. Right now, we're all paying that fee is what it amounts to. It's coming out of the general fund, so. Um, when we get to the point, we probably won't even announce it. We'll just do what we have to do. But, but, yeah. You put brothers in, in charge of this in good faith, if they're, they're in good conscience, distributing the money to the best of their abilities. And, and for most of us, probably don't know and understand that all the headaches and the ramifications that can come with something like this. Maybe we make it too complicated ourselves. Yeah, maybe we make it too complicated by just trying to keep it the way it has been, because it has worked that way in the past, and it's nice to say, to tell people that 100% of your money goes to where it's designated. Now, there are organizations out there that are raising money that are nonprofits that 40% of your money or more is used for marketing, administrative cost, salaries of workers and wages, and, and telephone campaigning, and slick printing, and mass mailings, and what have I missed? 40%. So you give $100 to that organization, and only 60 of it goes to where it's actually supposed to go, and some are even worse than that. Some use 80% of the money collected for administrative overhead and marketing. That's a good point. But in people's minds, in people's I mean, minds, American, it's a hundred dollars. I don't care what exchange in Brazil or Argentina, wherever it is, the exchange. You know, my tax things that I give hundred dollars. Right. A lot of that stuff is they, the missionaries use American banks. So the bank go, the money goes right into a bank like in Trina, and they pull it out. Right there, down in Brazil or whatever. So they're pretty, pretty slick. Yeah, it's actually pretty. There's the money is usually electronically transferred, um, almost in real time, uh, and you can take just like we can take a card and go to an ATM and withdraw money from our account. You can do that from around the world. Missionaries can do that too. Yeah, and we have always absorbed those hidden costs. Unless people specifically gave to general fund, or we call it now administrative fund, then, but then again, it's hard to get people excited about giving money to pay bank fees. 
And why should you have to give money to pay for bank fees when and my transaction isn't costing me anything? Yeah, you, it's hard to get through to people at times that it's nonprofit, but that doesn't mean that there aren't expenses. It just means that we don't make any money. It all goes somewhere. It goes in nobody's pocket, actually. Re reflecting back on how much money we get, our denomination is tiny. In the, in the, Jimmy, how much money do we get last year? Do you want to? Actually, in the last two years, we are $1.5 million dollar organization. And it's all passed through pretty much. That's a lot of money from our from our members. You know, we're, I'm humbled by how generous they really are. Some of that would include return of uh, revolving building fund monies. So it, 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 it's probably closer to a million. But nevertheless, it's a significant amount of money for the size of the organization. It had to come from somewhere, right? It's a huge jump from 2001 or 2 to 2004. But the, the endowment, okay. well, see, the endowment, the first donation we got was $300,000. Oh, I see. That's kind of good. That's that was our first. Well, didn't we have, like, because he, he had a real small number. Right there. Yeah, what did, what's that little one at start? Was that zero, really? I couldn't tell you. There is, no, there is nothing associated with okay. it. So. so we started with one sister donation. Right? Right. Yeah. Then we received the second donation for 140. And then the additional 30,000 is the remainder of the, re, of the redistribution of the, the Initial 300, we got another 30,000 from that, and it was finally settled. So we have received to date, in principle, $470,000. Is all that included in the $1 million yearly transaction? The, uh, the $300,000 is not included in the one, uh, the 300000 was included in the 1.5 two years ago, but it was not included last year because that, that was. Uh, in 2004. It only shows up once, in other words, the year that once. it was given. <laughs> but we've been over a million dollars for a number of years. Well, the last six or seven, we've all but one year when the economy went down. You get the annual, you get a copy of the annual report, Bob. Yeah, but I don't remember the figures, Jimmy, they're way over my head. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the receipts, there's a chart in there on the receipts. If you want to know how the U.S. economy is going, you can look at our receipts. When the economy is down, our receipts are down. When the economy is up, our receipts are up. You can almost judge it. But after the last five or six years, except for one, we've, we've topped over a million dollars. In the last two years, a million and a half. In regards to the mutual funds, um, lately on our Christian radio station has been advertising how you can invest in these mutual funds, but we look at which mutual funds we're into 
We have tried to be, but it's extremely difficult to do. Which of us can buy a mutual fund that doesn't support uh, the tobacco companies who um, own food companies? Um, we have discussed this issue and tried to figure out, and there are social, socially responsible kinds of funds. Um, and we're still looking into that. This money is put into the... We've got guidelines, which I don't have with me, uh, we will, as to how frequently we will look where they're invested and what the return is and compare it to other options. Our preference, I think, would be, or at least my preferences would be, and I've expressed this to the trustee brothers when we discuss these issues, that we invest in good things, that we don't want to be condemning gambling from the pulpit and at the same time owning funds that own casinos. But you almost can't avoid that sort of, sort of thing. We are thinking about it. We are struggling with it. We are discussing it. And, you know, and there are some who would just say, look, you can't do that, and the purpose is just to make, you know, you're, you're investing it. And, but it is an issue for some of us. Percentage ever change? 7%? Oh, yes, that'll vary. Some years it'll be higher, some years it'll be lower. Um, seven, I, I'm not sure where the actual figure It may have been the 2003 return. Eight, eight has been the historical average since like 1940s. 8%. Oh. That's what you kind of shoot for in your investment. But I think seven is more realistic now with our kind of. Yeah, yeah, from the and and some of it is in stocks, some is in bond. It, it, there's a variety of different things, and I have the information. I can show you that. I don't have it with me, but yeah. Basically, what Kobe Securities is managing the funds for us. We don't match MSOs. You could do that, but that's a big headache. I don't even, I mean, I, you know, like myself, have, I don't do that. First, so. They have literally across the country hundreds of thousands that come in and then they come on down to about 100 experts and they drop it down and they look at it every day. We, we don't have the brothers to, that can do that. Or the time to do it that it takes to study it and to... Yeah. And that's what they did. And again, that's not something that is cast in stone. That will be examined every year in terms of where we go and if we can find something that is better in terms of return. The idea is to maximize that, but at minimum risk. Because you don't want to be losing principal, which theoretically you could do with this system. But over a period of years, wisely invested, it should return a decent amount. That's a good question, Brother Bob. Yes, there are brothers who are not only familiar with it, but actually sell and work in this industry. And we've had varying degrees of success of trying to enlist their support to go around to the churches and to 
make this known, and that, that's just hard to do. We drafted up guidelines for a committee that would manage your funds for us, and we do have some volunteers. Yeah, we've got volunteers, and I think early on in the program from 96 to 2002, it was just difficult to get things off the ground uh, because of the, uh, the the commitment that would be necessary for these folks to have, and it's just the amount of commitment would have been really great to do that. You're probably right. The other thing is, you know, the trustees didn't know what to do. All of a sudden, comes in the mail is three hundred thousand dollars. Then you've got the stimulus. You got to do something. I don't think any trustees expected first donation to be three hundred thousand dollars. Roughly two years, you've got almost a half a million dollars in government. It's a we lot of responsibility. Anything else? Any other questions? Or Jeff or Jimmy, if you'd like to contribute something else. I do appreciate your coming this afternoon. And um, as you're making your plans for the future, um, I know that the foundation would appreciate and the programs that uh, benefit uh, people out there, service programs, domestic action and programs, disaster relief, European relief. There are many opportunities where uh, your contribution and my contribution can be used. So we just trust you would keep that in mind as you uh, go forward from here. Okay. Thank you.